Welcome to Spider-Verse Minute, the tri-weekly podcast where we watch Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse one minute at a time. I'm Sean Slater. And I'm his sister Caroline. This week we're starting with Minute 67, which opens with Gwen sadly looking up at Miles as he leaves and ending a minute later with Miles writing a note to his uncle. I have titled this minute, Miles Alone. Yeah, it's... Which, like... It's a very sad minute. Yeah, and I also just kind of realized almost works as a pun, because he's from Brooklyn, and they had to go to Queens, which really isn't that far, but it's quite a few miles. (laughs) Yeah. That was not intentional, but now I appreciate it. (laughs) Do we assume he's walked that entire time? Yeah, I think he did. So he walked miles along. He might have taken the train for some of it. He might have taken the subway at one point. I would, I'd be a little surprised. Yeah, but I, I imagine it was... He, he did no swinging on the way no. back. But yeah, I, I like in the the shot that carries over from the end of yesterday with Gwen looking up um, and just like the concern on her face. Yeah, it's like a mix of like regret and sympathy and just worry. It's, it's a great face. There's even a great like... Right before they cut away, um, mm-hmm. she glances down slash away from him, and it feels like that kind of like when you know you did something like wrong, like when you wronged a person, yeah, like uh, and you can't look far. at them anymore. Um, and it it feels very much like that of her, just like she can't even quote unquote look at Miles. Yeah. She can't really see him because he's invisible, but <laughs> um, yeah, like, yeah, we, we know. but yeah, she can't like even look at. Uh, the way they treated him yeah like oh yeah it's such a you see it only for a little bit but it's such a, a good moment then we get more of i'm not afraid yep still love that song and we get more of it here we don't get a lot of like the verses but we do get part of the chorus which i love the chorus yeah um and it's it's a great it's just a nice fitting tone for this and i love how when miles is walking it's like there's still activity in the city yeah but it's so sparse that you still get the feeling that he's alone yeah it's you can definitely tell it's either well i was gonna say late at night or early in the morning wasn't it a little bright out when um him and Peter and Gwen showed up to Aunt May's. Wasn't it more like weren't they on the bus in the morning? It was sunny out then. It was sunny when they were on the bus and when they got to Aunt May's. So is this just well, like I think, has I a think whole day passed? I think so. Good lord. It's a very long trip. <laughs> I mean if you think um, about it, because they left early earlier in the morning to get there. Yeah, they, they did their stuff. To... Oh, yeah, so I guess it could have been, like, afternoon when they it, left it, that. Yeah, it That's could have right. been, like, a day's trip. Yeah, I forgot. And also depending, like, what time they took the bus. Yeah. Um, I had forgotten that that was the afternoon and not the morning. Yeah. Um, when they came back from Alchemax. Um, okay, yeah, so this is probably just the morning after that it's or like that, early that, morning. That sort of, like, yeah. Early, early, like five o'clock in the morning maybe something around that four o'clock in the morning 4 a.m isn't that the time when anything everything happens it's probably three three or four in the morning 
Uh, yeah. I've been to Times Square at like three in the morning, and it's dead. There's still people there, shockingly, but not yeah. many. Like yeah. it is pretty much empty. So this is probably three or four. It's a little more active. Um, so I probably yeah, like three or four in the morning. Still kind of dark, but the street lights are still on. But yeah, it's and like this. I love this kind style of montage that they do mm-hmm. for for him walking through the suits, where it's just the character like st- quote unquote staying in the same place as the yeah. the the scenery changes behind them yeah it's like their their animation is seamless and the, it's more of a jump cut in the background type thing yeah um yeah. and they do one like hard cut and then they have the cut with the car driving in front like i like i like when they use um the scenery to uh, assist the transitions yeah, between scenes another kind of funny thing is um on in in this scene like mm-hmm. miles is animated on the twos while the background's done on the ones <laughs> and so if you go frame by frame you'll see miles actually like gliding across the gr- gr- ground um, <laughs> because the background's still moving but he you know isn't animated on that uh yeah on that bit so it's just like you know him moving he's sliding <laughs> forward ever so slightly um each or every other frame he's a skater uh, yeah <laughs> i also love kind of talking about the transitions i also love when audios are just like uninterrupted in montages like this yeah and it's like something like it's usually when it's like dialogue or something and that's showing the transitions yeah you have the voiceover know. yeah and this we get uh miles's dad's voicemail yeah and it's it's a little i mean i guess it depends on how long he's been gone mm-hmm. at this point it's been like a day and a half maybe two days well, closer to two days this would be second day so a fair time to get panicked especially since the last time they saw him something was wrong clearly yeah and it it feels rather like abrasive or like he like he's kind of scolding miles and not very like i feel like his mom's voicemail or you know, it would have been a lot more like, mm-hmm. hey, Miles, we're worried about you. Give us a call. Yada, yada, yada. Whereas he's like, you're in trouble. And yeah. like it makes Miles even less likely to go to him. <laughs> Whereas I think because um, we see him go to his uncle's apartment mm-hmm. uh, in this minute. And I think if uh, his dad had been kinder in his message, then... Uh, miles might have gone to him yeah watching the minute this time um compared to like all the other times i've seen the movie i definitely noticed there is more um tones to the the voice message than the first every other time i've heard it like the first few times i heard him like oh it's very stern but listening to it this time like you can hear that he starts with worry He's like, hey, yeah. Miles, like, we haven't heard from you in a while. What's going on? And then he kind of like switches into stern dad mode because I think that's just kind of his reflex. Like, he just doesn't yeah. know what to do. And then that's when it kind of like, it's like, no, no, you were so close to getting it right. <laughs> but <laughs> like, he's like, look, look if, 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 if you're in something, like, you, you got to fess up. And I'm like, that's the cop and you stop. No, stop yeah. that right now. Yeah, it's like Rio's sitting right next to you. Like, just give her the phone and have her leave like, the just message. Stop. Just stop. <laughs> just stop. Give Rio the phone. 
Yeah, uh, but like you can hear that he like he starts worried. I forget exactly yeah. what his lines are, but when he starts like it's a lot softer. It's definitely more worry, and you know, not hearing from your kid for two days, and having seen him the last time you saw him, I understand that, and I just don't think Jeff knows how to deal with that. Yeah, his like some of his lines. It's look if you're hiding something from us, you need to come clean. That's you it. call me back, and then now, whereas mm-hmm. like he could have phrased that in a better way. Yeah, what what's the beginning of that voice message again? Uh, what is going on with you? Nobody has heard from you. Yeah, yeah, and it's like it's very kind of like concerned the way he says it. I remember that. Yeah, like, what's what's going on with you? Like no one's heard from you, and it's a very concerned way he delivered it, and then he switches to that more certain like. So close. Yeah. So close. <laughs> so close. <laughs> you almost had <laughs> And and then when he, you know, after he's done leaving Miles the message, he calls uh, Uncle Aaron. Well, the before we get that, it's like I like the a really clever way that they they cut this, where it's like we hear the message and we see Miles. Like we're oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it cuts to him and Rio in the car. Yeah. Um, and we see him hang up, and like Rio's also on the phone, so she's like, he's not answering me either. Yeah, that was the one thing. Like I didn't realize, notice that at first, but like mm-hmm. you you actually see her um put her phone down. Like she has her hand up to her head. Yeah. Uh, like on the phone, and then hangs up and says that. I thought it was just a like. You know, oh yeah, she's she's not talking to me either, mm-hmm. kind of thing. And I, I hadn't noticed the um, her the on the phone right before yeah. that, because uh, it's you know so quick. Yeah. Um, and then her, yeah, her just like watching Jeff leave the message, both messages, uh, is like done very well. Like she's just got that that look of concern, mm-hmm. um, and like you can see her eyes darting around trying to, you know, figure things out. Um, yeah. it's very, you know, very, uh, human way of acting at, yeah. in that situation. And, and I love the, the fact that like when Jeff goes to call Aaron, like you can tell she understands the weight of him doing this. Yeah. And like, she doesn't really say anything. Like she's like, here if you need me sort of feel. <laughs> yeah. And, and his just like. Like, his message to Aaron, so much better than his message to Miles. <laughs> like, so much better. <laughs> like, it's so, just so, and I think it's a bit of, like, you know, him not talking to Aaron for so long. Mm-hmm. I think it's also, like, Aaron being his brother compared to, like, it's his son. <laughs> yeah. Um, and him just being, like, hey, we know that, like, even though even though we don't like that uh yeah, miles like, goes we to don't you talk, like, like we understand it um miles has a you know he says he has a soft spot for you um mm-hmm. so just like we're worried we know that you know you like him so obviously not obviously but you would be should be worried about this as well so yeah. hey if you, if you see him you have a greater chance of getting in touch with him than we do yeah, please just you know reach yeah. out. It, it would yeah. it would mean a lot to us too. It's almost like I remember when I was watching it this time, and I kind of wrote this down. Like it's almost like Aaron swallowing his pride a little bit. Yeah, of just like I gotta, I don't want to, but I kind of have to. Like it's sort of him acknowledging that he doesn't have 
the best relationship with Miles, where Aaron has a much better relationship with Miles in a way. Yeah, and, and even his, um, like, once he hangs up, he, he does that, like, breathe out, like, yeah. that was that was really hard that to do. That was tough. <laughs> <laughs> um, and one thing, since we're talking about uh, the call to Aaron, like, just a small thing I noticed that I thought was kind of a cool detail was... Aaron's contact photo is the same picture that Aaron has framed in his apartment. Yeah. It's either the exact same or very similar, but I'm like, it's it's a it's a cool way to connect the brothers and show that like they still do care about each other. Yeah. In a way that they've held on to the same picture in one way or another. I like I just I like that. I, I thought it was a cool like way to connect them that they both have the same photo. Cause if their relationship was really that bad, they could have easily thrown out that photo and never acknowledged it again. Yeah, but yeah, that's true. It. So there's there is something there. I love I love uh, the voice messages left in <laughs> this minute. Yeah, and the the other thing too I noticed with when he calls Aaron is mm-hmm. um, it goes straight to voicemail uh, mm-hmm. instead of ringing at all. So either he's got his phone off or you know it's out of service or like at a signal yeah. um, or something. I just thought it was a like, it would be a little silly to sit there and wait for it to ring, you know, umpteen times until it <laughs> decides to go to voicemail, oh, yeah. but um, it was just, you know, something. Mm-hmm. I think the last thing I just want to touch on is, um, and you might be getting to this, yeah. is when we see Miles enter Uncle Aaron's apartment, uh, right before he writes the note, we see him peek in the window, very similar to how he did the first time, just a little yeah. goofy. <clears throat> Uh, and then just him writing the note. Yeah, I like how, like, he writes the note um, the same way he talks. Like, yeah. he doesn't do any code switching there. Yeah. Um, and it, uh, it is, like, it kind of makes me chuckle because it is a little, like, it, funny watching people write things down the way they talk because <laughs> um, usually like when you write something you do it in a more formal cool. manner formal, like especially writing something out versus oh, yeah. just like texting them or something oh yeah um and i think the two things i noticed with the paper or with, just with the note in general is mm-hmm. the lines aren't even on the paper <laughs> <laughs> and so it feels like aaron just has really cheap uh, like he just bought the cheapest like lined paper that he could. I mean, he might. Um, yeah. He probably uh, just uses it for like or is just, and scribbling. You know the the cheapest stuff that fell off the back of the truck. Maybe. Um, <laughs> and um, and I also like Miles's like handwriting that they I do love in this. His like handwriting. I like how it's like kind of stylized in a way. Yeah, it feels childish, but like not too childish it doesn't feel childish to me it feels more like well i mean it feels like a 14 year old's handwriting oh well yeah but like it also feels like he's clearly also an artist too like and he has like when he writes in graffiti it like it kind of reflects that to me Mm, maybe i didn't really get that it just looks like someone trying to write cleanly with a marker it might also just be because of the marker he used kind of gave that sort of vibe because he was using a thick marker yeah um and uh, so you just kind of have to do some of the stuff but like it yeah it also does just you know look like it was written with the marker mm-hmm. which is nice yeah I, I like that too um what i was gonna say to like the him writing as he talks yeah 
it, I think it shows a really like sort of even more of like just how comfortable Miles is with Aaron. Yeah. Because I know with me, like when I'm writing to a boss or even to like our parents, uh, I tend to write a little more formal. But if I'm like writing to my friends, especially yeah. because I'll put in like my pauses, my like it's like you know, and then like like my like I'll just I do that all the time. Like I just kind of write how I talk. Yeah. Uh, and it's just more of a relaxed thing because they know how I talk and it just sort of reflects me a little more. I don't know why I do it exactly, but I do. It's it's just very casual and I like when I can do that. Yeah. Yeah. Was that all you had about the minute in general? Yeah, that's really all I had about the minute in general. Okay. Then the I want to go over the Easter eggs in this minute and then we'll move on to the alt scene. So the first couple I want to touch on is the stores that Miles walks by during the the little montage bit. Mm -hmm. Uh, And the first one is just a store that says Bendis. um, And it's not really clear what kind of store it is. Mm -hmm. uh, But that's uh, named after Brian Michael Bendis, who we've talked about before. I think he was one of Miles's contacts as well. Uh, But he's... I, I can't remember. Yeah, he's Miles's co-creator, um, and you know did a lot of writing for Marvel. Uh, was pretty involved in the Ultimates uh, stories and stuff. If he was one of the contacts, I do still very much like the fact that Miles has pretty much his god. Yeah, in his phone. <laughs> um, and then the next store he walks past is Ramita Raman, which is. Um, named after uh, John Romita Sr., who was a famous Spider-Man uh, artist, um, and he did other things. He also helped co-create the Punisher and uh, was a you know, pretty uh, popular artist um, at the time. And then going through Jeff's contacts, just going from top to bottom, um, is D. Cohen, which is uh, Dennis Cohen, who's, again, a comic artist, and um also one of the founders of milestone media which Mm -hmm. was a publisher started in the 90s by um some influential black artists and writers and whatnot there was i think four co-creators in that but like static shock comes out of that line um and some other wait the tv show static shock yeah he started as a uh comic um in the 90s i wish he started as a comic yeah i don't remember the tv show um, but the next one is C. McKenna, um, and I think this is named after Chris McKenna. Um, mm-hmm. I wasn't able to find anything more definitive. Um, yeah, definitive than that. But he is just a writer, film producer, television producer, um, and did work on like the Spider-Man: Homecoming and mm-hmm. Spider-Man: Far From Home. Among some What's other with stuff. his family knowing famous people? <laughs> like, jeez. I mean, they might not be famous in his move in his. You know, like what? they could just be normal people. <laughs> Good um, point. Maybe they're just their neighbors or something. Like that's an actually great point. Obviously, Bendis is just a uh, store, so. <laughs> you know. um, the next one is T. McFarlane, um, who's Todd McFarlane, not Todd McFarland. Who's a different person? <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, but boy, uh, that's got it. That's got it. Yeah, it might be McFarlane, um, 
but I've I've always I, I've never heard it said out loud mm-hmm. by anything definitive. Yeah. Um, but he's an artist and writer, most famous for or like he he did the Amazing Spider-Man run in the late eighties, early nineties, and also oh. had a a pretty famous run with Spawn. Oh, cool! And yeah, he he I believe he did the art for both of those. And then the next two, AJ uh, Paddock and K. Corivio, um, I wasn't able to find anything on them. Mm-hmm. Whenever I search their names, it's just this list <laughs> of <laughs> like, oh yeah, this is it. Um, <laughs> so it's like some obscure inside joke to like the animators. It could be. It could be, you know, one of the animators that worked on it or, you know, their pet dog or something. I don't know. Um, <laughs> we took the first letter of my wife's name and the last name of my pet's uh, previous owner. <laughs> yeah. Um, the next one is S. Baron, who I th- like the closest I could find related to comic stuff is mm-hmm. Baron Story, who's a really famous uh, uh, illustrator, novelist, and educator. Um, oh. And he got an. Eisner for The Sandman, Endless Nights, written by Neil Gaiman in 2001. Oh. Um, but, like, that seems to be, or that, you know, is his most famous, most famous uh, like, comic work. Um, uh-huh. And it seemed like he did a bunch of stuff for, like, uh, magazines. And, like, na- I think I saw National Geographic and Time and some stuff like that. So, um yeah, so he's kind of tangentially related, and the only, like, his name is flip-flopped there, so not 100% sure on that. Um, and then the next one was Richard L.R. Couldn't find anything on that. The only thing that came up is Richard is Spider-Man, is Peter Parker's dad's name. Mm-hmm. Um, so, again, maybe that. Maybe it's <laughs> just somebody else. Um, and then the last... Um, uh what's it called again uh easter egg is uh steve uh ditko who's the co-creator of spider-man uh along with stanley and then he's got like his family and brooklyn visions as his favorites um (laughs) he's got gloria morales in there which i'm guessing is his mother-in-law and then he's also uh has the 71st precinct in there um, which so. I'm assuming is the one that he works at. Uh, it's also nice that it's a real one in Brooklyn, like picked <laughs> a number that works. Um, although I think when we were looking at it before, um, it looks like it's like in a different precinct than the one he lives in, potentially, mm-hmm. when we were trying to guesstimate where he lives. Um, it's a bit further south than where we were looking at. It Could it possibly just be to avoid conflict of interest? See... Okay. Um, I think potentially, I, I also thought that like, I mean, it depends. I don't know how the, the like NYPD does it normally. Um, I know sometimes they actually try to stick people in the like precinct they live in, mm-hmm. but I'm not a hundred percent sure on that. Yeah. Hey, if any of the listeners know, let us know. Shoot us an email. And then the alt scene. Yes. Yes. So this is alt scene number 12. I know because I double checked it. <laughs> this is alt scene number twelve, and it uh, happens between 
the last minute and this minute so like the end of the alt scene is the um him walking through the streets got it um so i guess technically it happens right at the beginning of this minute but it's pretty much the end of last minute he disappears and then it cuts to the Mm -hmm. alt scene um and it opens up with aunt may like clearing her throat and like pointing the exit like hey peter you need to to follow miles and go talk to him <laughs> please tell me he says he's invisible <laughs> no uh but yeah so he start peter starts to walk away and then it cuts to miles sitting on like the platform of a billboard uh, on the platform of a billboard <laughs> and peter walks up behind him and you know asks if he okay miles um pretty much says you know he, he's not like them he can't save the world Peter responds, you have to focus on one person, someone you love. Like, you can't save the world. That's your problem. Mm-hmm. Um, and then so Miles goes, my mom, my uncle, and my dad. And Peter's just like, in that order? You, you want to talk about that? <laughs> and then... And then <laughs> Miles replies... No, like just no, really quickly. And it's like, there's an MJ in yours, right? Isn't she your one? Peter goes, she was. Well, she's still there, but you know. And then Miles replies back, you want to talk about that? <laughs> um, I love them. And Peter again is like, no. Um, and then gets in like, you know, being a hero, becoming a hero, it gets really complicated. You lose things. Um, and then goes on and kind of talks about how, like, if he could have done stuff again, he might have done mm-hmm. it a bit differently. Um, and and then Miles says something like, you know, but I want to, you know, be like you kind of thing. And he's like, don't do it like I did. Do it like you should do it. Like, you know, don't do what I did. Do what you do um, mm-hmm. kind of thing. And then Miles asks, Miles asks. Uh, when do I know? Like, how, how do I know I've become a hero? And then this is when Peter gives his, you don't know, it's just a leap of faith. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he, like, jumps down from the, um, you know, from where they were sitting onto a building and then jumps down onto the street. And when he lands, he's like, yes, that was emotional. <laughs> <laughs> and then Miles gets a text from his mom and uh, it, it's says uh miles uh donde estas estas bien llamame immediamente immediate it translates to (laughs) 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 it translates to miles where are you like are you okay call me immediately um and then that's when it cuts to him walking through the streets Mm -hmm. and doing the montage um and so it's kind of interesting in this um they have it as a text message that he reads and um like in the next minute it's her trying to call him um and so yeah um that was just i i found that kind of interesting if they'd switched that or just had him maybe she like waited a little you know texted him waited a couple minutes and then gave him a call and that's what it cut that would you know tied in pretty nicely but i thought this was a really nice like it is a really nice um scene like it's a very touching scene it is a very touching scene i am kind of glad they took it out though just because there are a lot of laughs in it and um but they do like they're not there are laughs but like it it is a it stays emotional through it all yeah no no no. like this movie's fantastic i know they would have been able to balance it 
well. Yeah. Um, but what I was going to say is I also like that they kind of save that whole, you know, there, you have to have that one. It's like that leap of faith yeah. for later. I like yeah, that yeah. they save it for later. Uh, so that's why I'm kind of glad they took it out. I also love the fact that his mom texts him in Spanish. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I, I, I don't know why I think she wouldn't, but like, it's just, I love that. Yeah. And it's, it's completely in Spanish instead of like a Spanglish. Mm-hmm. Um, like she, she was you talking. You think she tutors um, Miles? No. Like, just like in Spanish? Like, yeah. No, I think she just like, talks Spanish and he speaks Spanish. He like, well, like really maybe when he was younger, but... like, because he's surrounded by so much English in his life. Um. Well, I think I, I imagine At that least from where what they this, live. This movie it gives um, the impression that he's surrounded by a lot of English in his life. I, I would actually go the opposite. I feel like mm-hmm. he's surrounded by a lot more Spanish than most people. Like they probably live in a That's rather true. Hispanic neighborhood. That's um. True. So so it's it's more Spanish than we heard growing up. Put it there that way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Uh, I was curious. I was just like, I'm like yeah, probably not tutoring. It was probably just you know. She spoke Spanish at home, and so he knew Spanish. Mm-hmm. I bet. I bet she kind of keeps up with it too to make sure he doesn't slip up at all. Because he's yeah. so young, like he can easily lose that. Yeah. Um, especially going to Brooklyn Middle, where they seem predominantly English speakers. Uh, I would say uh, Visions. Not Brooklyn Middle. Yes, yeah, Brooklyn Visions. Visions. Sorry. Um. Yeah, Brooklyn Middle seems a lot more diverse than. Yeah, Brooklyn Middle. They but probably actually, speak quite a few languages. Yeah, Vision isn't quite. Um. I shouldn't say more diverse, but like, um, they definitely don't seem to be as like. They're still pretty diverse for a oh, prep yeah. school. Is it a prep school, magnet school, whatever kind of school? Just charter school, whatever it is. Um, for Fancy a school, you school. need a lottery <laughs> to get in. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. No, I just, I just, that made me think. I'm like, I wonder if she like does that so he keeps the Spanish. Yeah. That's a cool too. I like that. I can't get over the. Uh, in that order? That's great. I love I love I love the um relationship that they build with Peter B and uh, Miles. Like, yeah, so, like, I also the one thing I do like is um in it is he talks about like this hero thing is really complicated. Mm-hmm. Um and then you lose things and like in the next minute or I guess in, in two minutes is when we get the dramatic reveal. And so it's like, hey, things are complicated. And then for us, it feels almost immediately after things get complicated. And so it, it you know, yeah. makes that better. Although it's kind of funny. It's like, things in. get complicated. And it's like, things are already complicated. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was all I had for this minute. Yeah, same. I love that alt scene. That might be my favorite alt scene. Yeah, it's up the there for me. Like, that, one, that one might be my favorite so far. The Nightmare one was cool, too. Yeah. But I really like this one. I like this one a lot. On that note, thank you all for listening, and we will catch you on Wednesday with Minute 68. Until next time, thanks for listening. Bye.